Now, if you have a Bible with you this morning, we're turning to the Old Testament Scriptures and to the second book of Chronicles, the second book of Chronicles and chapter 26, Second Chronicles and chapter 26. We're going to read from verse 1. The Word of God says, Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. Sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned fifty and two years in Jerusalem. His, mother name, his mother's name also was Jecoliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And when he went forth and warred against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jabna and the wall of Ishdod and built cities about Ishdod and among the Philistines. And God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwelt in Gerubel and Mehemans. And the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah and his name spread abroad even to the entering in of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate, and in the turning of the wall and fortified them. Also he built towers in the desert and digged many wells, for he had much cattle both in the low country and in the plains, husbandmen also and vine dressers in the mountains and in Carmel, for he loved husbandry. Moreover, Uzziah had an host of fighting men that went out to war by bands, according to the number of their account by the hand of Jael, the scribe, and Masilah, the ruler, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of valor were 2,600. And under their hand was an army, 300,000 and 7,500, that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host shields and spears and helmets and habergunts and bows and slings to cast stone. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks, to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him 
and with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king, and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense, to go out of the sanctuary. Go out of the sanctuary. For thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah was wroth and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priests, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priests and the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead. And they thrust him out from thence, yea, himself hasted also to go out, because the Lord had smitten him. And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death, and dwelt in a several house, being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And Jotham his son was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah, first and last, did Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, write. So Uzziah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the field of the burial, which belonged to the kings. For they said, He is a leper, and Jotham his son reigned in his stead. Amen. May God bless to us the public reading of his own inspired and his infallible word. We've read today the account of the life of Uzziah, the king of Judah. And it always amazes me when you read First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles that very succinctly God summarizes the life of the kings. It says there in verse 4, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And by and large, across all his life, he did that which was right. Sadly, he came to a very sad and sorry ending period of his life. And we'll think about that in a moment or two. And it always reminds me when I came into the Free Presbyterian Church and when I started to study for the ministry and the late Pastor James Kyle Paisley, Dr. Paisley's father, who was the pastor of the Gospel Tabernacle in Bellamina, when he gave some lectures to the students in the theological hall, he used to say, brethren, it's not how you start that counts. It's how you finish. And we want to be like the Apostle Paul, who when he came to the end of his life, he could look back without shame, and he could say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. And much is said about kings, of course, in the Holy Scriptures. The Bible reminds us over there in the book of Proverbs, Chapter 21 and verse 1, it says, The king's heart 
is in the hand of the Lord, as the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. But the Bible also reminds us in the book of Proverbs, in chapter 11 and in verse 2, it says, When pride cometh, then cometh shame. And the tragedy is that this man, Uzziah, a, a day in his life was overcome with pride and it led to shame. As I have said, God sums up his life and God said, by and large here, he did that which was right. Of many other kings it says, he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. So as we would look today for a moment or two about this king, King Uzziah, whose life story is written here in the second book of Chronicles and also in the book of Kings. And his name is significant. It means strength from Jehovah or help from Jehovah. And the Bible reminds us here in verse uh, 5 that he had understood, uh, he listened to Zechariah the prophet who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And the Bible says in verse 15 at the end of the verse, And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. His name means helped or strengthened from Jehovah. And God blessed him, and God strengthened him. And I want you to notice the first thing that's very, very important about him is the conversion that he experienced. The Bible says in verse 5, And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding of the visions of God. Zechariah the prophet was what we might say this man's spiritual father. And he knew the time, and he knew the place, and he knew the preacher on the day he was converted to Christ. Now, we've heard a lot in recent days about conversion therapy. But this is old-fashioned, Holy Ghost, new birth, regenerating, converting power of God the Holy Spirit in the heart and life of a man. And you notice that Zechariah, the prophet of God, who had understanding and the visions of God, he was instrumental. And in the days of Zechariah, this young man, Uzziah, sought the Lord. He sought the Lord. The Bible tells us that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And Zechariah heard the word of, or Uzziah heard the word of God through the preaching of Zechariah. He had faith in what he heard, and he prayed, and the Bible says he sought God in the days of Zechariah. So you have the preaching and the praying, the seeking of God. Isn't it interesting that that's the kind of things that this world wants to make illegal. The preaching of God's word, the hearing of God's word, faith in God's word, praying 
and seeking God. Zechariah sought the Lord. And when he sought the Lord, he prospered as long as he sought the Lord. I wonder today to those hearing our voice in the church and online, have you sought the Lord? Can you say like Uzziah, I can remember the time. I can remember the place. I can even remember the preacher. Maybe you cannot remember the preacher. Maybe you cannot remember the text. But you can remember there was a time there was a day, there was an hour in your experience and you took the sinner's place and you sought God just as Uzziah did and you prayed, Lord, save me and take away my sin from me and cleanse me in your precious blood and make me a child of God and come into my heart and come into my life by the power of God the Holy Spirit. That's what Uzziah prayed. And he sought God. And the Bible reminds us there in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things shall be added unto you. So Uzziah sought the Lord. There was a conversion that he experienced. But I want you to understand there was what I might describe as a consecration he enjoyed. The Bible says in the end of verse 5, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And the next verse says, and he went forth and warred against the Philistines. Used to be said, preachers on the bygone day, that when you get saved, you're not like a child in the playground but you are a soldier on the battleground. And you see, Uzziah's father had lost out to the enemy. The enemy had come in like a flood. The enemy had taken over and there was disaster. And so when Uzziah came to the throne and when he had sought the Lord, the first thing he did he made up his mind he was going to get his army and he was going to go after the old enemies that had destroyed his father. The old enemies that had come in to destroy the land. And beloved, as we, as God's people, and as Paul says, Timothy, be a good soldier of Jesus Christ, we are facing the same old enemies that might be dressed up different. They might use new terminology. They might try to put, as it were, a, a, a sugar coating upon the same old modernism and uh, evolution and, and liberalism and atheism and all these isms that would come against the gospel of Christ. But to the same old enemies and the same old lies from the one who is the, the great liar and deceiver Satan himself who has come to pull down and to destroy, to kill and to steal. But you see, Uzziah as the head of the, he became a soldier in the conflict. And as you read on through there, you read about 307,500 mighty men of war going out. It says there in verse 13, uh, 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 mighty, made 
war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. And of course, it says there in verse 14, Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host. They had shields, they had spears, they had helmets and habergorns, that is, coats of mail. They had their bows and their slings to cast stone. And so this army was equipped, was equipped. And Paul says to you and to me in Ephesians chapter 6, put on the whole armor of God. Have the helmet of salvation. Have the breastplate of righteousness. Take the shield of faith. Have your loins girt about with truth. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of Christ. Take the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And then he says, pray in all of us with all prayer and supplication. So here's the consecration that Uzziah enjoyed. He was a soldier in the conflict and he equipped the army. And then they, they had these great engines, the Bible says in verse 15. Uh, he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men. Uh, and for the defense of his people, there on the towers and on the bulwarks, they were able to shoot arrows and great stones. And his name spread far abroad. He was a soldier in the conflict. But you notice also, he was a builder. And in construction, verse 9 says, Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem, at the corner gate, at the valley gate, the turning of the wall, and fortified them. Verse 10, also he built towers in the desert. See, he, he was going to be set to defend his country and set to defend the land over which he was sovereign. And I'm so glad today that we have a king who is the king of kings and lord of lords. And he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And just as uh, Uzziah built these towers and the lookout posts and places of defense that he could look out for the enemy and watch for the attack. My God says we have endured to contend earnestly for this faith that was once delivered unto the saints and preach this gospel that men and women might hear. And then you notice also in verse 10, he built towers in the desert and he digged many wells for he had much cattle both in the low country and in the plains. Husbandmen also and vine dressers in the mountains and in Carmel for he loved husbandry. Oh, he was a soldier in the conflict. He was a builder in the construction in which he was engaged. He was a farmer in the cultivation. In other words, in all these things, he's providing protection for the people. He's making progress as they build and expand. And there is provision for the people. And so many times in the scripture, the, the, the Christian is described as, as the sower going forth to sow the good seed. The Christian is described even as the husbandman who must first be partaker of the fruits. So when we read about Uzziah, my, what a glowing life it is thus far. The conversion that he experienced 
And he sought God. And as long as he sought God, he prospered. And the consecration that he enjoyed. And you remember the Apostle Paul says to you and to me in Romans 12 and 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. But I want you to notice, sadly, the crime that he executed crime that he executed a man who was saved a man who had sought the Lord a man whom God had prospered and knew success he slept he slept isn't that why Paul writes to the church at Galatia in chapter 6 and verse 1 he says brethren if a man be overtaken in a fault Ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Because you know yourself how you could be tempted. Someone once said, sadly, that the Christian army was the only army that buried its wounded, let alone its dead. Very easy if someone slips and falls to criticize them, to tear them down, and to pull them down. But Paul says, Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one, and do it in the spirit of meekness, because you could be tempted. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Now you'll notice the season of this crime. In verse 16, the word of God says, But when he was strong, he was strong. Sadly, many men and women in this world have slipped and fallen and been ruined by prosperity. Used to say that in the United States of America, the greatest move and awakening and revival came after the terrible depression. And things were bad, and all men, as it were, were leveled out, and people were having it hard. And in the hardness and the difficulties, they turned to the Lord and they called upon Him. You think, for instance, of that young man who came to the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Bible calls him, we call him the rich young ruler, and he came to speak to the Lord Jesus, and he wanted to have eternal life, and he wanted to know how he could, what he could do to find it. And when he came looking for Jesus, and when he found Jesus, he, he knelt down before him, and he, he cried out, Lord, what must I do to have eternal life? And the Lord Jesus talked to him about the commandments and he said, I have kept all those commandments from my youth up. The Lord Jesus talked to him about the cost. And then there was a change came because Jesus says, well, if you want eternal life, sell all that you have and give to the poor and I shall have treasure in heaven. And the cost was too much for him and he went away from the Savior. He never received Christ as Savior. And the Bible says the Savior looking at him, beholding him, loved him. Lovely young man, but he went away because his riches, his wealth ruined him. But here's a man of God, and you know, it, someone said, it takes a steady hand 
to hold a full cup. And when Uzziah had prospered and he had brought the, the, the country with him and, and the, the place was fortified and they were protected and they were making progress and they had provision, then sadly he decided and like some of the, the, the kings in, in that day, the eastern kings, they thought that they had a, a priestly office as well as a kingly office. And he wanted to go in. And the Bible says, but when he was strong, verse 16, his heart was lifted up. We think of the season of his crime. It happened when he was strong and he, as it were, he lost his spirituality. The reason for his crime, his heart was lifted up. His heart was lifted up. Old W.P. Nicholson used to say, pride dug hell and damned the devil. It's at the root of so many things and so many sins. It was in the heart of Pharaoh who said, who is the Lord that I should serve him? It was in the heart of Sennacherib when he came against the city of Jerusalem and besieged it. It was in the heart of Nebuchadnezzar. And he did not learn the lesson about the sin of pride. It was this, the very sin, as Nicholson used to say, that dug hell and damned the devil. Over there in the prophecy of Isaiah, and Isaiah chapter 14, those uh, famous words, uh, the Bible reminds us, of uh, the devil. And Isaiah 14 and verse 12 says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, you see, it's in the heart, pride was in the heart, I will ascend, I will be proud, I will be prideful, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation and the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And God says, yet shalt thou be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. The very sin of Satan himself and the treason of his crime. It was a rebellious act an act of independence. He thought, now I am strong, I can do as I please. But the Bible says, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And so we think about the crime he executed. Let me just close by speaking about the consequence he endured. Thank God for faithful men who were in the priest's office in the days of Uzziah. The Bible reminds us here that they withstood him. There was a great contention. In verse 17 it says, Azariah the priest went in after him. He had gone in uh, to, to burn incense upon the altar of incense in the temple. And Azariah the priest went in after him, and there were another 80 men went with him. Now this is the king they're going after. But they withstood Uzziah. And they said, it doesn't, uh, doesn't appertain to you to, to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary. They, they, they called him to go out of the sanctuary, contended with him. But he was angry. And he went on with the censer in his hand to burn incense. And then God smote him 
The Lord smote him. And the Bible says in verse 19, the leprosy even rose up on his forehead before the priests and the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. And thank God, his conscience also smote him. You know, Paul talks about people whose consciences were seared with a hot iron. But thank God, his conscience was not seared with a hot iron. He made this terrible mistake, this terrible blunder. His heart was lifted up with pride. He thought he could go in and he could do this, but God forbid him. And the priests of God withstood him. And God smote him with leprosy. But in verse 20, the Bible says, Behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him from thence. Yea, himself hasted also to go out, because the Lord had smitten him. And so it was this censure of God upon his life. He was a leper until the day of his death. He dwelt in a several house or in a place for the lepers, in the, an infirmary for the lepers, in a leper colony, a life of loneliness, a life that was cut off from the rule and, uh, and the royal duties that he, he once enjoyed. He's now a leprous king and he's a warning to us all to stay humble, and to keep low, not to look around us. He looked around him at the other kings in the eastern lands and their religions. Maybe thought, if they can do it, I can do it. And it was his downfall. But the, the apostle tells us to look on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of the faith. Someone once said, the curse of this little province of ours is backslidden. People are backslidden. There are many men and women and like Uzziah, they sought the Lord and they came through for God and they sought to walk with God and they sought to live for God. But there came a time, may have been through prosperity, may have been through the pleasures of the world, may it be uh, by popularity, but somewhere along the line, they lifted up their heart with pride and they thought, I'll do it my own way. Say that one of the most popular songs that is played in crematoriums and in religious funeral services across the world is the song, I did it my way. People want to leave the impression, I was my own man, I did my own thing, I did everything my way. But the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Beloved, we've got to go God's way. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So when we think about Uzziah, we, we, we look at the good things of his conversion and his consecration. And we say, Lord, help us to be like, help us to emulate, help us to follow his example in the good things. But Lord, help me to, to shun the wrong things. Lord, I realize, as Paul said to the Corinthians, there are not many great men, 
Not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the weak things of the world and the things that are not and the base things, just like you and me, to bring to naught the things that are. May God help us to walk with him humbly and before him day by day.